Welcome to the Fam Time Podcast, where we discuss family time, family worship, and many other topics related to home discipleship. We hope to encourage and equip you in your parenting journey. Here are your hosts, Frank Trimble, Jenna Halleck, and Stacy Ludwig. Thank you for joining us on the Fam Time Podcast. We are very excited uh, to welcome our guest today, Leanne Mancini. Good morning, Leanne. Good morning, Frank. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Every day that I'm breathing, it's a blessing from the Lord. I believe that even on a Monday, we are, we are so excited about what God's doing. And, and we're just really thankful that you're taking the time out to be with us this morning on the podcast. But, but here's the deal. A lot of people are wondering that are listening, well, who is Leanne? So would you take a moment and introduce us to yourself and, and what it is that God's called you to do? Well, I'm a follower of Christ for many years since I was a young child. I've believed in the Lord Jesus. That's first and foremost. And I'm a wife of this month. No, I'm not this month. I'm sorry. November, it'll be 35 years married. I have two grown adult children. And I am an author and an executive producer of the Sea Kids series. I'm also a Bible professor at South Florida Bible College and Theological Seminary. Wow. And I have a podcast called Raising Christian Kids, and I'm just a lady who wants to serve the Lord and serve parents. Well, Leanne, this is, it's, it's really fun for me. This conversation is so exciting for me because before I met you, before our ministries interacted, a family time and our team and your team, um, I had been exposed to your resources and didn't even know it. My daughters absolutely love Sea Kids, and I, and I don't want to be negative about anything at all. But sometimes, uh, Christian cartoons, especially, you know, sometimes they can be on the little corny side a little bit, and and not all of them. There's some amazing ones out there. So it was so refreshing when my kids naturally found yours. We didn't know about Sea Kids, but we had an account with Right Now Media, and uh, they were just scrolling through one day, and they picked it just because of the thumbnail. Uh, the good animation, even on the thumbnail. And they started watching it, and we started watching it as a family, and they love it. <laughs> they love it. So will you, will you tell us a little bit more about why, why a cartoon? Why a series? What, what is the hope um, for that product? Well, it started with my children's books. I, I wrote these stories, some of these stories when my children were young and we would get in the van and drive to Michigan to go see grandma and grandpa because we live in Florida and we would every year for the summer drive to Michigan. And at that time, I couldn't find books that taught children how to live out the biblical principles we were teaching them in real life situations that little ones face. Mm -hmm. So I wrote some of these stories and then my kids loved them, their friends loved them. And then I shelved them thinking, okay, well, I'll read them to my grandkids one day. My children got older. They didn't want to hear those stories anymore. And, <laughs> and the Holy Spirit and the Lord had a different um, path for me with those stories. I felt the Holy Spirit prompting me to do something with the stories. Right. And we, we encountered the books later. And uh, my daughter just turned seven. She's loving to grow in her reading ability and all of that stuff. But even my four-year-old with the illustrations in the book, I mean, they can't put them down. Uh, and so it's, it's just such a powerful resource that we've discovered um, through you. So it's just a, it, we're just thankful that you followed God's call 
into that. I mean, did you ever see yourself producing a TV show? No, none of this was on my radar. Right. <laughs> That's how God works, right? He calls right. us and he equips us. And I'm like, what, Lord, you want me to write a children's book? And you want right. me to be an executive producer of an animation series? You want me to be a podcast host? And now I'm writing a book uh, for parents, a parent's guide. And so, you know, uh, as long as we're faithful to his calling and we know it's his calling if it's something that brings us joy and it's something we can't do in our own ability. We need the Lord. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, imagine if it's something we could do in our own ability. Well, what, what do we need God for in that moment? <laughs> so I love God working through our weakness. It's not always comfortable, though. I'm sure this journey has been, uh, well, uncomfortable for you at times, huh? Yes. Uh, the big thing is that it's quite a bit of money to produce an mm. animation series. I don't think people realize it's thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. So my husband and I, we invested not only my time and talent, but also our funds into this series. And we're just blessed that right now media picked it up. Mm -hmm. um, Pure Flix has it. Answers in Genesis TV, they have it, which is Gen uh, Answers TV. Mm -hmm. And I believe we're getting ready to go on Minnow also. My executive producer is working that out. We just want to reach as many children and parents as we can because the animation series, it really does bring in biblical concepts and values. They repeat Bible verses. The kids pray to Jesus. And they're solving a dilemma that little ones face so they can see right. how to actually live out what we're teaching them. Right. And all of that stuff is the most important aspect of the quality of the show. But just on an aesthetic level, even from an evangelistic level, I mean, the quality of the animation is just top notch. Thank you. Our lead animator used to work for Disney and he worked on Mulan and a mm -hmm. couple other uh, Disney, you know, high profile uh, movies for kids. Wow. So we were really blessed to get him. He was just phenomenal. It, it looks Disney-like, underwater Disney-like. Right. Yeah. And so I'm just thankful. It gets me excited about some of the new stuff that I'm seeing. And it's just changed so much over the years from, of course, what I experienced when I was a kid to now. And what, what things are accessible to my kids? Because more and more, it's harder to find quality content uh, that won't uh, surprise my wife and I. You know, it, it breaks my heart that just normal, quote unquote, normal cartoons, you certainly can't just leave them on and go take something out of the dryer and come back uh, uh, with a lot of shows because you never know what they're going to say. And that's just such a hard thing. But praise God that believers like you are not cowering down in that environment, but moving forward and producing and advancing the kingdom of God uh, through his power. And so that, that's just so great. So wh where can they find your resources? We've already talked about uh, a lot of the streaming platforms and whatnot, but just in general, where can they find more information about your ministries? They can go to RaisingChristianKids.com. And they can find out about uh, my podcast, which is an award-winning uh, podcast. We really are working to keep the podcast short, not a lot of fluff, a lot of information. Uh, for example, the whole month of March, it was all about apologetics, teaching oh, wow. children how to be able to defend their faith. Because when you can teach them not only how to defend their faith, when they know in their heart why they believe, right. and they're 
they're more able to go out and to defend their faith. We don't want them to just behave good to be good. We want them to behave good and to do well because it's in their heart to do so. So raisingchristiankids.com, we have free resources also, a lot of free resources for parents actually. And that's awesome. And, a, and an ability to go to ckidstv.com if they want to order the books or the DVDs, which can be played on game consoles. Um, we have curriculum also. We're just really, my team and I really want to support parents, especially right. what is happening in society today. Right. It can be such a discouraging time for any parent, but especially Christian parents wondering where to start. I know our ministry is passionate about that, of giving parents a place to start when it comes to family worship. But we're, we're really quick to say that our resource isn't a parenting resource. Like we don't, we don't teach people how to parent or not necessarily, you know, anything. We're, we're focusing on one area that God's called us to when it comes to family worship, which of course bleeds over into parenting. And of course we touch on that, but we love celebrating quality resources like yours. So we'll put the links uh, in the, in the show notes for this, for this podcast, for you guys to find the, the, her podcast or your podcast, Leanne, and, and the websites for Kid and all these stuff that we've mentioned, because we really want parents to be exposed to quality resources, especially ones that can be fun and, and encouraging, but also like you talked about, I mean, we have to discuss difficult things, uh, in order to, to move forward with our families and, and, and have real conversations with those in our communities. And so what I would love to do is we're going to take a quick break, but what I would love to do is just hear a little bit in our next portion of our podcast about what gives you hope, uh, for the next generation. Um, we always love to ask our guests about that. What gives you hope? What are you seeing uh, as you're out uh, ministering, as you're producing, as you're doing these things? I know times are tough, and I know the world's in a really strange place, uh, but we always love to hear. We do see the Holy Spirit working, so we want to hear that from your perspective. What are you seeing uh, that gives you hope? So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Do you hope and pray your child will have a strong foundation in Jesus? Are you afraid they will fall away due to the ever-increasing rejection of Christianity? 40% of children walk away from their faith during elementary and middle school. What can you do to help instill godly morals and biblical principles that will last a lifetime? Listen to the Raising Christian Kids podcast, a weekly 10 to 15 minute long podcast for parents, grandparents, teachers, ministry leaders, and all who are raising the next generation of warriors for Christ. Let's be equipped and empowered. After all, it is about the salvation of our children and the preservation of Christianity. For more information, visit us at RaisingChristianKids.com. Leanne, just like what we talked about uh, before the break, um, we, we love to hear what God's doing that gives you hope for the next generation. So uh, what, what, has, what have you seen that gives you hope for the next generation? I think we have parents who are really understanding uh, at this moment in time that if they don't start doing things differently than the parents before them with regards to raising children to have Christian values, that they're going to be uh, one of the statistics of like 85% of the children walking away. And okay. we're talking 65% walk away in middle school. 
Wow. And even in uh, elementary school, some of the kids are, you know, questioning their parents when they're like in fifth grade, fourth and fifth grade. So I think parents are, you know, starting to see that this is a serious, serious situation that we find ourselves in like never before right. the culture out there. So what the hope I have is that I, I see a lot of parents reaching out and, you know, asking, you know, what can I do um, in this situation or what resources are out there? And we're right. all about the resources at raisingchristiankids.com. We ask people, write us, email us, whatever it is, we will find the resource for you. We also have a Raising Christian Kids community Facebook group where we tell everybody, share the good stuff there. Don't hold back. If you right. got a book or something that you think is going to help a parent, let's share it. But I, I do, I feel hopeful because I know parents love their children and they're really wanting to raise them according to Deuteronomy six, when they rise right. up, when they walk along the path, when they lie down. Right. And so well, that gives me a lot of hope. Yeah. And it's, that's a great point because it's almost like that. I don't know that healthy fear is the wrong word, but I mean, there's some fear in there, but that healthy awareness of what's at stake causes people, including me to kind of pay attention, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, the conversation with family time so much is intentionality and, and just, and just thinking, how can I be intentional with my family? Cause without, for me, without intentionality and accountability, nothing much is going to happen or nothing, nothing productive is going to happen. And so I, I feel that way, even with my own kids, like seeing what's going on in the world causes us to perk up and go, I need to do something. And so I love that it's not just I need to do something, but ministries like yours, ministries like ours, try to, once that parent becomes aware, either through us or by some other means, we step in and go, let's give you some places to start. Like you said, that Deuteronomy 6, that in every rhythm of your day, in every part of your day, in the morning, in the evening, when you're sitting there, when you're walking along the way, even in your very house, you know, even in, so I love that even something as simple on the surface as a cartoon um, can be a part of spiritual warfare, uh, seeking to protect our kids from, uh, from things we, we really don't want them to, to, I don't know, be misled by. Um, so, cause we're not talking about sheltering kids. Uh, we're talking about, um, equipping them to be a light in a dark world. Uh, but would you speak to that just for a moment? I mean, the role of C kids and the role of your, your, uh, ministry and what you put out to equip kids to be on mission. Would you speak to that just for a moment? I will, but let me just say also, yeah. the other thing that I see too, is that, um, a lot of parents now are understanding what, what some Christians have done before and how they behaved is what possibly got us where we are today in some, mm. in some ways. Okay. Because they were too judging. They were too critical instead of bringing the love of Christ. Now, I don't mean you, you know, approve of a sinful act or behavior, right? but you show that person the love of Christ so that they can find the light in Christ for transformation. And I think a lot of parents understand that now, whereas before some of them were just real hard line on the Bible and mm. condemning. And so I see that happening. And what the mission now is it's a worldview. There's two worldviews, right? There's not many worldviews. Right. There's 
the worldview, the biblical worldview based upon the principles of God's word. And then there's man's worldview that has all the different religions, all the different ways of living and, and man becomes uh, God himself. Right. Right. And so I think if we can just really focus our children, even very young age, we don't mm -hmm. give them enough credit. They learn right. a lot. I mean, before age five, 90% of their brain is fully functioned. Right. They learn language, you know, they learn how empathy, sympathy, we need to teach them um, when they're really young. That's how you build that foundation. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and tell them there's two worldviews. This is the worldview we believe as Christians mm -hmm. and that these other people believe this way. Now we don't hate them, but we just don't believe like them. Right. Right. And I think if we start doing that very early, and I'll give you an example mm -hmm. uh, from birth or from the womb to age three, I call that preparing the soil. Uh, for example, your baby's um, looking into the mirror at six months and he's six months and he's very excited and he's, you know, happy right. and giddy. You say to that child, Jesus loves you. Jesus right. loves you. You're connecting their happy emotions right. with the name of Jesus. Right. That's one way to prepare the soil. Or a toddler who's getting ready to take a nap. You say, let's take a Sabbath's rest and go pray to Jesus. Now well, they like don't that. understand the what the term Sabbath really means, but you're preparing a category and, 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 and vocabulary in their mind. So when later, when you teach them what Sabbath means, you're planting seeds into oh, deep like rich soil. Mm -hmm. There's so many things we can do. Um, and I think that's what we need to do according to Deuteronomy six. Right. But look, you know, Jeremiah, David, Samuel, Paul, what do they all have in common? They were taught from infancy. We didn't wait, right? Okay? They didn't wait, and we shouldn't wait. Right. Start teaching them early. Now, what what encouragement would you give to the parents of older kids, uh, to when they maybe they've just found out about this concept? What what encouragement would you give them? Oh, I would say praise the Lord. Right. Be thankful. No, whatever stage you're in, because you know Joel says. He will return with the locust heavy. It's oh, never it. too late in the mm -hmm. economy of God. And you can, you sit down with your teenager and you say, uh, you know, I, I graduated from biblical parenting university, which okay. I love if parents can go out there and join that uh, Dr. Scott Taransky has great resources. Yes, absolutely. And so what you do is you sit down with your teenager and you say, mm -hmm. look, we have done things like this. Now we're going to start doing things like this. We're going mm. to start meeting weekly together. We're going to uh, ask you what you, what problems you have, and we're going to look into God's word and we're going to find solutions. And now if they say, oh, well, my teenager is not going to do that. Then you simply say, well, look, you know, you want to drive the car to the movies. That's a privilege. It's not a right. Right. So, you know, if you want to have your privileges, you need to obey the new rules we've set forth in the family and involve right. the teenager in setting the rules because they're more likely to listen to it if they're engaged in the beginning. Right. I feel like so many, uh, so much of the time, rather, uh, the fear stops us from doing anything. Uh, and I, right. And I, I was a youth pastor, uh, for the last 10 years, better part of 10 years. And, and, uh, I saw that sometimes when, when we would start talking about home discipleship and parents having conversations with their kids before they would even try it, they would say, he doesn't want to do that. Or she doesn't want to do that. Or, 
how can I start that now when I've never done anything like that before? And I love that simple encouragement that you give is let's, let's establish this. Let's have the conversations. Let's move forward. Our, our opportunity is right now. When your children say, oh, I hate you. Right. They don't hate you. They right. love you. Right. What they have is a serious issue, a, a serious problem, a conflict in their mind, in their yes. heart, their will versus your will. And you sit down, you after they calm down, when they right. calm down, you say, let's, let's talk. I love you. I know you really don't hate me. Right. Let's work this out together. This is what we do in life and all our other re relationships with people. Right. Why not do it with our teenagers? And I, I feel like that's an easy tactic of the devil uh, to get into the home and make the make either party the teenager or the parent uh, think that they're at odds with each other or that they hate each other like you said or big emotional words to come out and and I just I love the encouragement to just let's just take a step let's have a conversation let's get some resources let's get some encouragement uh, let's get some accountability. We all need all of those things. <laughs> and so as far as accountability, I think that the parent needs to say also, look, I'm sorry, I have not done things the way I should mm, have done that. That's important. the first step Yeah. to tell the child, look, you know, I haven't been the, in the best uh, frame of mind or knowledge right. or whatever of how I should have been doing things. And so mm. I want to do that. Why always tell the child first and foremost, it's for their safety, right? They can't argue with about a parent wanting to keep them safe. And I love the the concept of just repenting um, before your children, uh, asking forgiveness. Uh, it's really, really hard to do. So I feel like my, my kids are too young, so I don't know this, but I, I can only imagine how much harder that would be with a teenager. Uh, but when a child sees that you understand that you're not perfect and you don't have all the answers and that you're reliant on grace as well, it's like, I, I think that's a big deal. I feel like that speaks volumes um, uh, to any age, any person, but especially the ones that see you every day. Uh, yesterday, my family was in a church, uh, a local church that we were helping with the service. And, and I, I was just reminded uh, as we talked through Deuteronomy 6 and different things, man, our families know us better than anybody. <laughs> and uh, I mean, if we want to see what we're really like. I mean, man, it's behind closed doors in the house, you know, and that, sh that may sound like a scary thing, but really it's an opportunity. Um, it's an opportunity for your kids to see you act the same way uh, at church and at home and in the community and at home. I mean, you still love Jesus. You're still talking about it. Not perfectly, but, but anyway, I love that encouragement. So I appreciate you taking some time out and giving us some realistic hope. Um, it's, it's happening. It's birthed out of a difficult scenario with all of uh, the, the worldview uh, of the world culture coming in and all of that stuff. But at the same time, I love that it piques our attention and just causes us to go, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do. I need to find some good resources, but I need to do something. That just makes me think parents are paying attention at that point. I'd like to add one more thing. I yeah, think it's really absolutely. important, vitally important that it's all about planning. Yes. We plan for many things. We plan for where we're going to go vacation. Yep. We plan for, um, you know, we're going to go to college. You know, what even what, what shoes we want to buy, exactly. what groceries, you know, we plan for so many things. The most yes. important thing to plan, to sit down and plan for is how you're going to raise your children. Absolutely. 
and there's, and I would highly suggest that the parents, uh, you know, read, um, listen to webinars, whatever it takes, get engaged, make sure you're spending as much time learning what you need to learn to raise your children to have that strong foundation, because you only have them for really a short time. Right. And then you'll have your life back doing your thing. But you know, you have to build that strong foundation because if you don't, the world will. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I don't know who said it originally, but I've taken it and just said, if you're not discipling your kids, someone else will, you know, or someone else is. Uh, and so, cause it's certainly not a passive experience. It's, it's man, it's, it's active, it's intentional. So we might as well be intentional based on God's word and covered in grace, covered in the grace that Jesus provides. Well, Leanne, this has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for uh, coming on the fam time podcast. Like I said, we're going to, we're going to put the links in the notes. Uh, hopefully I get all of them because <laughs> there's several, which is very exciting, very exciting, awesome resources coming out. And you mentioned that you're writing a book right now. Yes. Um, I I've, my agent is shopping for a publisher and it looks like it could be a possibility. So I'm going to ask your listeners to pray for us. Sure. That I might have, I might go with um, a publisher who is going to not only publish the book, but we'll do a study guide to the book. And then I'll do a a video lecture series for the book as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that if, you know, whatever God's will is. Those that are listening, pay attention to that. Look, keep, keep the lookout for that. Um, and of course, when it comes out, we'll feature it at, at fam time. We, we always love to feature books that we want families to have uh, and uh, in our top five blogs. So find us on social media, find Leanne and her ministries on social media and, on, and online. And we're just so thankful for what you do and just obeying God's call, Leanne. Like you said, it's not in your power, intellect, talent, all that stuff. You are all those things, but it's not based out of that. It's based on God's power and his grace. And so uh, we're just so thankful for you taking time out today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to the Fam Time Podcast. We hope you subscribe, leave us a review, and share the show with your friends. For more information about family time training, visit us online at famtime.com.